Hello there. Thank you for downloading our message. It is our desire you grow in the mastery of the word and the power of the spirit as you listen. Be blessed. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. It is also to be saved. To know that you are saved. To know that Christ is for you. Amen. That Christ is for me. That he lives in me. The Bible says that Christ in you is your hope of glory. So there is glory in knowing that Christ lives in you. It says it pleased the Father to have the fullness of the Godhead to be in Christ bodily. So the, the fullness of the Godhead, of the, of the God the Father, God the Son, you know, is in the Son. And now the Son is in you. So it pleased God to have all his fullness dwell in you. Hallelujah. It, it pleased God to have all his fullness, all his, all his capacity, all his ability, all his glory to dwell in you. So he says, Christ in you is your of glory. So he didn't only share his glory with you. He gave his glory. Amen. It's not about, uh, you would never share your glory with anybody. No, he even gave you the glory. Not even share. He himself dwells in you. So it feels good to know that I'm saved. I, I just joy like, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. I just joy because I'm saved. I have Christ in me. It's something to shout about. So I, don't, and I wonder why knowing that Christ is for you, knowing that you have Christ himself, why are we not um, eager to share this gospel? Why is it hard to share that God is for you? They can tell a stark sinner that God wants to live in you. You know how I sell my Apple product. I talk, I talk about my Apple phone because they're a good product, right? How much more God I'm not the salvation of God. Free salvation. So, knowing we have the best product, in quotes, in the whole world, the world of the past, the world to come, why are we not um, eager to share this gospel? What is holding you back? What is stopping you? So, I ask myself, what would I give God? That matter to God. What would thrill Him? That song says, <laughs> "Is my, my money cannot do anything for God? I cannot hide God my money. If I give God five million, uh, is 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 money is cash? So money, I can't please God by giving God money. As in, the heavens not clap because I give God money. Not clap. Oh, big money has come into heaven. I get my point here." So, I can't wow God by giving God big offering. What wows God? A soul saved. Says, there is joy in heaven over one sinner that repents and comes to Christ. So, I can give him that one thing he desires. The souls of men. So, we pray every time. God bless me. Give me cars. Give me houses. Give me um, good, ex- good, good, good grades. Give me, give me, give me, give me a job. Give me Canada. Give me, give me, give me, give me. And God says, I only want one thing from you. Give me souls. So, in all our getting, he asks for just one thing. 
the souls of men. So it meant so much to him that he sent his son. No, not that he, because the Bible says Christ is God, right? So he himself came down to come and die. That's how much it means to God. He came down himself. He didn't send an angel. He himself came down to redeem men to himself. Now that's how much this stuff means to God. So my question is, how much does it mean to you? Because we think it's a joke. There's heaven and there's hell. It's not comedy. It's not, it's not, it's not a threat. It is real. Heaven is real. Hell is very real. So now, and now we just, you know, we are you know, just making it look like it's a, it's a joke. It's casual. It's not, it doesn't really matter. But people are tripping into hell every day. Why? Because we are come about it because we just come about it. Come about it. Yeah, that's what you just. Yeah. So, how much does this life in Christ mean to you? How much? What would you give? What would you give for this gospel? What would you give for this gospel? If all we are told to do is come early to church and it's hard, what would you give for this gospel? I tell every time that people in China, they hide to go to church. Guess what? They still go. They might die. They might kill them. But they still go. They have churches in the underground places. They have to sneak, sneak to go to church. Amen. But they'll still go. So I read of a, of a boot camp where they train people there for three years for ministry. As a secret camp. Secret camp that most of you hear about. The people are there, but enough for three years to be trained for ministry. So what are you doing for the gospel? In North Korea, people are executed for the gospel. People are sneaking into Iran. Iraq, those countries at war, those Muslim countries, that terrible Muslim countries, to preach the gospel. They act on police to preach the gospel. So, what are you doing in your own small corner for the gospel? So, we plan for the new year. In the new year, um, I want a new car, change my house. Meet my boyfriend, you know, some of us want to get married. <laughs> yeah. A new job, I want to relocate, onto my onto my masters. I want to, 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 I want to. But what about what matters most in the world? The souls of men. Do you have a plan, a desire, a heart cry for souls? We are saying, ah, if I talk to they will hate me. The money is too much. If I talk about social media, they will brand me. People are dying every day. So what does your brand mean? So I, I, I tell myself, the only thing I can really give God back right now is souls of men. So please, when you know the gospel, when, when you know what you have in Christ, you begin to understand that the world needs this. The world wants this. This is what the old world is craving for, even without knowing. They want something beyond themselves. So they take crack. They do also because they look, they look for something beyond the normal. 
and it's Christ. You know, every heart has a Christ-shaped um, hole that only Christ can fill. So because they don't have Christ, they put drugs there. They take more and more and more drugs. More and more and more women. So after women, they now start wanting men too. Yes. They don't start wanting animals. That's what it works. Because the art is looking for something more. And without Christ, just keeps wanting for more. Just next, next bad thing. Bring it. Try, try to fill a God-shaped hole with stuff. That, that is preaching well. Good boy. Hallelujah. So, knowing this, that the world wants your Jesus, tell them about Jesus. You know how we say, it, it, it's not a bad quote. We say, um, let your life show Christ. Abi? Um, I, I, I talk about that. If you, if you must talk, but otherwise, just live the good life and just try to be a good example. That's not enough. Even some Muslims can live very good. And they have, they have an appearance of godliness. They can appear very righteous. Right? So, it's not, not enough to just live an exemplary, exemplary life. You must preach the gospel. Let's stop trying to look for ways to run away from preaching. I'll, I'll just live holy. I'll just be good. I'll just hide. I'll just, we are just looking for excuses. We know that we are looking for excuses. Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. We are saved by hearing the gospel, not by, not by just living right. We are saved by believing the gospel of Christ Jesus. So the only way to get people saved by getting them to believe, to hear first, and to believe the gospel of Christ Jesus. Romans 10 says, How will they hear if we don't preach? Says, How will they believe if they don't hear? Right? How will they hear if we don't preach? So when people are going to hell and dying, it's because we are not I believe strongly that it is very, very, very hard for someone to hear the gospel over and over and reject it. I think it is very hard. Why? The gospel itself has faith capacity. It, it, the gospel itself brings faith. So you cannot hear it over and over again and not believe it. It's not possible. It's not possible. It takes something beyond, beyond here. For you to keep hearing over and over and over again and not believe it. Even the man at the cross, the terrible guy at the cross, believe that last me, believe there. Amen. Man, what, 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 what the guy's name? At, at the cross, he believed there. How much more? Hallelujah. So we said last week that we are saved by believing alone. Ura, we are behind you. Can you come forward? Don't worry, there's space in front. Don't be out to see your face. Amen. Hallelujah. So we are saved by believing alone. Amen. We are saved what? By faith in Christ alone. We didn't work for it. You didn't live right and God said, oh, you are, you, are, you are saved, you are not righteous. You did not work for it. You did not live, you only believed Christ. So we are saved by believing alone. We are saved by what? Believing alone, without works. If works could do it, Christ would have come. But Christ came because works could not do the job. So, try, try, to, try, try to be right with God by acting right. You cannot. You, start, you act right by faith, believing you are right with God. So, it says, it's from faith to faith. 
Not faith to works to faith or faith to works to works. It starts from faith and ends in faith. Praise God. Romans 1 17. Romans 1 15 17. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We have Bibles, right? Romans 1 17. Ready for the screen? Okay, says that is why I'm so eager to pray the gospel also to you at Rome. Go on. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm bold about it. I'm not hiding it. I'm not, I'm not a coded Christian. You know, fresh boy. <laughs> says because it's the power of God for salvation to what everyone that believes not some people everyone that believes not those, those that work for it for everyone that what believes so it's by believing alone so it says first for the Jew then for the Gentile next one for in the gospel hallelujah the righteousness of God is revealed that is from faith from first to last as it is written righteous will live by faith so we are saved by faith we live by faith. Amen. So it is first and foremost a work of faith. We could not have worked for it. You cannot buy salvation. Amen. You cannot pay for it. We are saved by believing and believing alone. So knowing this, you know that the sinner out there only needs to believe. So, so we're not saying Stop sinning to be saved. We are saying be saved so you can stop sinning. Amen. I said last week a dog will bark. A dog must bark. Right? Because why? A dog is a dog. Barking isn't a dog. So if one dog stop barking, dog must stop being a dog and become something else. It become a cat, it can mew. Amen. But a dog, because a dog is a dog, a dog must bark. So a sinner must sin. Amen. Amen. A sinner must what? Sin. So we're not saying stop sinning to be saved. They're saying be saved first, become a new creature. Then you can stop sinning. So we say if any man be in Christ, he's what? A new creation. A brand new species. He stops being a regular human being with the sin nature. Becomes a brand new. So the sin. And taking off the person's life. The way I said, for a dog to stop barking, must take, it must change from being a dog to something else, right? So when you stop sinning, it must become a new creation entirely. Says all things have become, says all things have passed away, and everything has become new. So we are saying, be saved, receive Christ. Then you can stop sinning. So don't tell sinner, stop smoking, stop drinking. You are wasting your time. It does not work. Why? The drinking is in the sinner. Fornication is in the sinner. Every battle is in the sinner. Why because the sinner sin, not just the sinner. It causes person sin. As person that actually sin by nature. So a sinner will what? Will sin. So I'm saying, receive Christ. Then get a brand new nature. They can then stop sinning. Hallelujah. So going forward, we say that we are only saved in Christ alone. First John 2 18. We are saved in Christ alone. So don't say, um, you know, we have many religions, many, many ways to God. Ha, ha, ha. 
There's only one way to the Father. We are saved in Christ alone. Amen. First John 2. From verse 18 25. From verse 18. First John 2. Please open our Bibles so we can move very fast. First John 2. Dear children, look at this. This is the last hour. And as you have heard that, that the Antichrist is coming, even now, many Antichrists have come. This is how, children, this is how we know it is the last hour. Go on. It says, we went from among us, but they, they didn't really belong to us. Because if they had belonged to us, they, don't have, they would have remained to us and don't have left. Please go on. 20, yes. But you have anointed from the Holy One so that you know all truth. Go on. Go on. Yes. Who is the liar? The man that adjusted the Christ. So anyone that denies that adjusted the Christ is a what? It's a liar. So when they tell you it's, a pro- it's just a prophet, not a son, just a prophet, they are what? Antichrist. No, I'm talking about the Bible right now. So when they, when they say it's not a son, it's a prophet, they are what? Antichrist. They are liars. Amen. 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 So anyone that says that Jesus Christ is not son of God, is not the Christ, is a what? Antichrist. Bible says that there are many. So you can put their names there. Buddha, all of them. They are what? Antichrist. There's only one way to God. Go on. Sis, please go on. Please, um, to the back in 22. Such a man is what? The Antichrist. Is not the Father and the Son. Go on. No one who denies the Father as the Son. No. Sorry. No, 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 the son asked the father. So he can't say, I believe in God, but I don't believe in Christ. Amen. I get my point. He can't say, I believe that the God do, but I don't believe in Jesus Christ. You are what? You are not here. Amen. <laughs> the Antichrist. Please go on. See what they from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you also remain in the son and in the father. So, you cannot take the father and leave the son. The son and the father, they are one. And they agree. So, Islam is not a way to God. Buddha is not a way to God. Any other name is not a way to... There's only one way. What one you to do corner? I don't even know that person. It's <laughs> <So> popular. <laughs> There's only one way to God. Amen. John 14, John 14, 6. Thank you, Holy Spirit. John 14, 6. Jesus Christ answered, I am the way. Now, he didn't say, I am a way. I am the way. The truth and the life. The, 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 and the life. It says, no one comes to the Father except through Amen. Acts 4, 11 to 12. He is the stone you just rejected, which has become the chief cornerstone. Amen. Say salvation is found in no one else. It's found in what? In no one else. For there's only there's no other name under heaven by which men will be saved. There is no other name. It's Christ alone. We are saved by faith in Christ alone. 
So your non-Christian friends that are living right, calling other other names, other religions, where, where are they going to? Say it with, say it with boldness. Where are they going to? Say it now. Where are they going to? What? We have hope for them. Amen. But without Christ, where are they going to without Christ? Amen. So now, when it's your Muslim friends, know in your heart that that's where they're going to. So you can make to understand that you need to actually minister the gospel to them. Stop telling them, stop smoke, stop drinking. That's not the point, though. The point is to receive Christ. Amen. To receive Christ. Finally, John 3 14 to 16. 15. That everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. The one who believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So, 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 someone comes to me and says, uh, I am a son, capital letter of God. No, God has only one and only son. We are sons, though, but not capital letters like this. Amen. So no one can say, ah, I came from heaven today. I'm a new, new Messiah. No. It's one, what? Uh, but not S. No, not capital letter S. I should do that. <laughs> Amen. So, no, I say, eh, hey, to the Father. Please don't, don't share this with your I don't want to die. <laughs> but this is, this, is, this is the truth. There's only one way to God. That way is Christ. Let's know this. I don't hear people saying, uh, eh, Muslims are also good. Eh, eh, eh. There's only one way to God. So, if you have unsaved grandparents, many of us, we have them, or parents, know that this is where they are going to help. So, when you know this, if you don't know you that, when you tell them, I love you, I love you, I love you, and you don't tell them about Christ, you are helping them to go to hell. So, love responsibly. Amen. Remember, oh, again, there's only one way to God. There's only one God, and only one way to God. That way is Christ. So we'll say, only one God. Only one. There are not two. Only one God. Praise God. Only Christ gives eternal life. Praise God. Now, how do you know you are saved? So, you give that to Christ in church. How do you know that you are saved? You know how it is when you first get saved. You're not asking yourself, ah, Am I really saved? Have you been there for? Am I really saved? Well, who was there before? Yeah. Am I, ah, am I really saved? Why are you now sin again? Ah, shame was saved, Shah. <laughs> what? Is that all? I, I, just, I just believed. Yeah. There's only way to be saved. You are saved by believing alone that works. So if you believe and confess Christ, you are saved. It's not about how you feel, it's not about what you do next. We are saved by believing and believing alone. Amen. So it's not because I did right or I'm doing right. No, we are saved by believing alone. Romans 10 says, if you believe your mouth, that you died, died, died for you, and you your mouth, that is used for the dead. Says you are saved. Says for with the heart man believes. With the mouth we confess on salvation. So it's by believing your heart and confessing with your mouth. That's all. That's what? That's everything. So if you made a decision consciously, not that they, they born in a Christian home, 
or you grew up a Catholic. <laughs> you must consciously accept Christ. Not that I was born and not baptized on, my, on the seventh day or on the 30th day. No. We must consciously accept Christ. You must consciously believe. I, I can't believe for you. I can't believe for you. You must consciously believe and accept Christ. Praise God. So, when you consciously believe and accept Christ, you are saved. Romans, Acts 16, 29. Acts 16, 29, 31. So, we are saved by believing alone. The general, general caught for lights, rushed in and fell trembling for Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked them, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, See the question. What must I do? Normal human being. What must I do? You want to do? Yeah. He says, don't do. They replied, believe in Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. In fact, you and your household, if you all believe, that's all you do, you believe. That's all you do, you believe. Amen. So what we believe, because we, we say it, we, we confess it out. We believe now and we confess our mouth and we are saved. So we believe in your heart and what? Confess with your mouth and you are saved. That's all. Amen. Ephesians 2, verse 9. 8 and 9. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For it is by grace you have been saved. Grace is by gift. It's charity we gave you. Amen. By grace you are saved. True faith. And this, this is not from yourselves. It is what? The gift of God. So, we are giving salvation. Salvation was a free gift to us when we believed. Amen. Not by works. Not by being well behaved. No, some of us are very, we are good at tissues all, all our lives. Very good boys. Not by works, so that no one can boast about it. So, you like, you've got a very good boy. No, you don't fight. You know, regular good boy. You obey your parents. No. It's not by works. So you cannot boast about it. So we are saved by believing alone. So when we believe, we are given the free gift of salvation, the free gift. We do not buy it. You do not earn it. You were given. So in the same way also, God gives every sinner that believes. So even if Shekarao believes to the confess Jesus Christ, he's saved. Yeah. Amen. You know Shekarao, Boko Haram? Yeah. If he believes today and confesses Jesus Christ, he's saved. How do we know? The guy, the guy at the cross was, it, was, was, it, was also a murderer. And what? He, he, that night, he received Christ. He believed him. Amen. So, it's not by what you have done. So, say, eh, I come to tell abortion some, some years back. It's not, eh, on your own. <laughs> Amen. I saved by believing alone. And because you are saved, all your sins are nailed to that cross. I did abortion. Mm, sorry, it's bad, but you are saved. It's not by your works. Hallelujah. Now, it looks, um, sometimes it, look, it looks too good to be true, but it's the truth. We are saved by believing alone. So you know this. You, have, you, are, you are sure that you are saved. So even though I make mistakes, even though I messed up a lot, for example, 
I don't get unsaved by making mistakes. Because I wasn't saved by living right. So, what did not save you cannot unsave you. You are saved by believing and by believing alone. So, you know how it is, the way you now make mistakes, they now come and say, you cannot be a Christian. You cannot be, you are not, you are not saved. You, you is not possible. You tell him that it is not of works. So you cannot boast about you are saved by believing alone. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, follow me about. <laughs> Romans 10 13. Romans 10 13. Are we learning? It says, for everyone who calls on the name of of the Lord will be saved. Everyone that calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone, everyone, including you, that calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So once you call upon his name, you are saved. That's all you need to do. Amen. John one twelve. John one twelve. Yet, to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, look at this, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Everyone that believes in his name and receive him. So we are saved by believing in his name and receiving him. That is all you need to do to be saved. Hallelujah. Praise God. Romans 8.16 Romans 8.16 The Spirit himself Hallelujah Hallelujah the spirit himself testifies with our own spirit that we are saved, we are sons of God. So, God's spirit himself talks to our own spirit, as in just, you just have this, this inner knowing, I'm saved. There's just this inner witness that you just know uh, I'm saved. You just know. How do you know? Uh, I just know. Uh, you know, there is, I just know. It's called inner witness. The Holy Ghost in you lets you know, tells you, gives, gives you assurance that you are saved. Even when you are, you are in doubt of it, it reminds you they are saved. Praise God. Romans 8.38.39 Romans 8.38.39 For I am what? Convinced. I am fully persuaded. I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor things of now, nor things of the future, nor any past. Neither, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all the not, not creation. We will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So we know, we are sure that not even death, not life, not even angels, not devils, nothing, no power can take us off God's love in Christ. So we are secure in his love. That's good, right? Nothing can shake you off God's love in Christ. Amen. So this is how we know we're saved. Hallelujah. So, this, that's this question. How does not get saved? Does, does he have to confess all his sins to be saved? Amen. You have to confess your sins to be saved. 
Amen. Just confess all your sins to be saved. This is my question. Can you remember your sins? Can you remember everything you have done? So you know what I God, because when I was five, I stole that meat. When I was seven, I abused that boy. When I was seven plus. Amen. So, it means that if you miss one sin that you not confess, that's the... <laughs> you're gone. <laughs> Amen. So, we don't confess sins to, to be saved. We do what? We believe. So that, when, when Jela asked Paul, asked Paul and Silas, what do I do? Believe. 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 Amen. Believe. So it's not by confessing your sins, you know, one, two, three. No! We believe to be saved. Praise God. This is important too. Very important. We know that what makes one a sinner is not lying Stealing, adultery, fornication. What makes one a sinner is number one, the sin nature that 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 Adam gave you freely, that he dashed you. Amen. That is what makes one a sinner. Amen. So is that sinnerhood that makes people do sinful acts? So what what makes you go to hell? It's not the I like I stole. It is first and foremost the sin nature. Then number two, not accepting Christ, refusing denying Christ. Amen. So, knowing this, I only have to receive Christ by believing to be saved. Because it is not the line that is the problem. The problem is in nature. And rejecting Christ. Once I, once I receive Christ, I receive with him a brand new nature. Amen. I get my point here. So, it's not by confessing and listening to those things. It's by receiving Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. So, second question. When, it, when you are not saved, and you now make a mistake, do I have to confess my mistakes to be forgiven? What will you help me? What's, what's an answer? <laughs> now that I are saved, do I have to confess all my sins to be forgiven? You have to stop at night and like, Go to I sleep. I don't remember if I lied today. Did I lie? Oh, that lie. I'm sorry. Ah, I lied to my boss, so that I'm going to come late today. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ah, I abused a conductor. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know? What? <laughs> so it means that if you forget one, hellfire. I get my point here. If you have to confess all your sins to be forgiven, it means that if you forget one, <laughs> it has to have to have passed. if you forget one, Hell. So you have to, let's say, let's say, you say, let's say he, made, he made 20 mistakes in a day. And he confessed 19. Oh. And he forgot one. Christ now comes. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so it, 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 it doesn't make any sense. Romans 4. Romans 4. If you didn't get saved by confessing all your sins, cannot become unsaved by forgetting to mention one thing. I know we are going to. I'm going to get there. Don't worry. I plan for all of you. Amen. Romans 4. What shall we say then that Abraham our father discovered in this matter? What did he find? If in, if in fact Abraham was justified by works, he had something to boast about, but not before God. Please go on. What does the scripture say? Abraham believed God. It was according to him as righteousness. He believed and was declared righteous by believing. 
before doing anything at all. Just believed and God declared him righteous. Now, when a man walks, they are not, not, not a gift, they are what? He earned the gift. He, he earned not the gift. He earned whatever he got. He earned his wages. It's not a gift, right? However, to the man who does not walk, but trusts God that, just, that justifies the wicked. This is interesting. That justifies the wicked. Awesome. His faith is credited to him as righteousness. Please go on. David says the same thing about, about when he speaks of the man you know, of who God creates righteousness apart from works. Please go on. Blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. So he says, your sins are amen. Your sins are what? Covered. Blessed is the man whose sin Lord, what will never count against him. The key word there is never. It's, I mean, it's Bible. Amen. Again, blessed is the man whose sin, Lord, not never, never count against him. So God is saying, doesn't count your sins against you. So meaning that if I don't confess my sin, doesn't I go to a fire? Amen. Amen. It's Bible. So it's not counting. It's not, it's not mentioning it for you that today you lie. It's not counting it against you. It's not holding it against you. People's eyes are rolling. So I, I want you. What well, is Bible? Otherwise, they forget what you're saying. Like you now die. Let, 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 let's for example now that you just just finish lying now now and they cannot jump your enemy. <laughs> no, imagine that you've been you've been good for the past three months. You now lied now and cannot jump the enemy of the person, not you. Now, it doesn't make any sense. Now you now go to hell because you missed your forgiveness timing. <laughs> Amen. That's how it works. It's not counting your sins against you. The blood that saved you is not cheap blood. Amen. People's minds are running up and down. I want to do you. Yeah. So, Romans 5.13. Romans 5.13. Romans 5.13. Yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For before the law was given, sin was in the world, but sin not taken into account where there is no law. Romans 6. Romans 6 verse 1. Look at this verse. It said, before the law came, there was sin. But sin was not put into account because there was no law to say that you're a sinner. There was no law, there was no law to, to point out the fault at you. Right? Romans 6 1. What shall we then say? Shall we go on sinning that grace may increase? Ha, <laughs> weird. Shall we go on sinning that grace may increase? Verse 11. 11. Make it fast. 11. In the same way, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to wrap this up. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive in God in Christ Jesus. Go on. 12. <laughs> Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey sinful desires. Please go on. 13. Watch. 13. 
Please go on. Go on. 14. I'm looking for something. Yes. 14. For sin shall not be your master. Because why? You're not under the law, but under grace. So, if you're not under the law, your sins are not counted against you. I'm going to, please repeat. I'm going somewhere. If you're not under the law, your sins are not counted against you. Amen. Again. Let's, let's take this in. I'm going somewhere. Let's take this in. If you're not, if you're not under the law, your sins are not written against your name. They're not counted against you. Because why? You're not under the law, but under grace. So it means that your sins are, they are not recorded against your name. God is not counting you. Uh, today, today you lied. Yesterday you smoked. He's not counting your sins against you. So you don't have to now, every day remembering, I lied, I stole. Uh, that's not how it works. That's called sin consciousness. When you have to have every day looking for your sins, some people not do meditation time at night, so they sleep at night to remember all their sins and say, I'm sorry. So what if you don't sleep off for doing it? And Christ now comes in the midnight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise God. So someone will now ask me, what about First John 1 9? Yes? That's where you are. I know. Awesome. First John, first John 1. First John 1. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's start, let's start from verse 5. Now, first is first. This is the only part in the Bible after Christ that talks, that talks about confessing of sins. Is there anywhere else? Anywhere else? Is there anywhere else? Now, we know from, no, there's nowhere else. We know from Matthew 18, 16 that you don't make doctrine of one scripture. Have you heard that before? Now, you don't make doctrine of one scripture. Now, you must hear two or three to make it a doctrine. So you cannot use one, one um, verse to explain the whole concept. Am I communicating? Matthew 16 says that by the words of two or three, every word shall be established. Every word by the words of two or three, not one. So you cannot use one scripture to make a doctrine. Now, Apart from this particular, apart from First John one nine, there was no words that talked about confessing sins be forgiven. So you must understand, every, you must understand this one with everything else in mind. Not not using, not, not using this one to to um, to tap, tap the rest. So interpret the rest to understand this. Amen. Interpret the rest to understand this. Not use this to interpret the rest because it's only one. Amen. From verse five. Are we there? Thank you, Holy Spirit. This message you have heard from him and declare to you that God is light. In him, there's no darkness at all. Go on. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and not live by the truth. So he says, if you are saved and you are living a sinful life, you are living in sin. If you claim to be sin, you are living in sin. He says, you are lying. And the truth is not in you. Please go on. For if you walk in the light, as is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and his blood prevents us from every sin. Please go on. If we claim to be without sin, <laughs> we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Pause. So he said before, <laughs> verse 8. Amen. Please, please everybody listen. It's important. Verse 8 says, If we walk in the light, 
His blood purifies us of every sin. So, if I am purified of every sin, do I still have sin? Amen. Look again. Verse 7 says, If I walk in the light, His blood purifies me of every sin. So, if I'm proud of every sin, verse 8, can I now still claim to be having sin? Awesome. Verse 9. I'm going somewhere. Because our sins. Now, if you start from verse 1, talked about um, this we have heard from the Father, things we have seen, things we have heard from the of life. It says, write this to you so, so that you can have fellowship with us. So, if you read, you read from verse 1 to 9, you see, fellowship, fellowship was mentioned four times. Let's go from verse 1. Someone should help me. Verse 1. I need, I need a reader. I'm getting too fast. I need a reader. <laughs> Amara, help me read from verse 1. He's on the board. He's on the board. <laughs> that which was from the beginning, yeah. which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared, we have seen it and testified to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us. Please, circle the fellowship part. Okay, go on. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. So, fellowship, okay. We write this to make our joy complete. Okay. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness. That's three, right? Or four? Three? <laughs> okay. We lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Amen. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Now, pause. So, if you are not, if you are not in fellowship with God, right? You are walking in darkness. And you, you cannot say then that you don't have sin in you. I can't see the point here. Is that clear enough? Let's take it again from verse 7. Verse seven. So, 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 so you can understand what verse 8 is talking about. He's saying that you are a liar if you claim to be in the light and you are walking in darkness. Again, 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. 8. But... If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Nine. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So again, if I'm proud of all righteousness, do I still have sin in me? It's, it's, it's English actually. Amen. Yes, it's English. So what we're talking about here? This is the point here. So some people, um, for example, you have sins you're like they are struggling with. God says, stop masturbation. And you, okay, of course, it's a struggle, it's a struggle with an addiction. In all this addiction, that, that becomes, it becomes um, almost like willful sin. You know, you will stop trying at all. You stop trying, you stop trying at all. So for some people, it goes until now becomes totally out of fellowship with God. Based on a particular sin that they are struggling with. Am I making sense? 
So, if you're now offered with God due to a sin, find the confused. <laughs> due to a particular sin that you can actually remember, you confess that particular sin, not looking for all your sins. I get my point here. So, for example, now, this is a very terrible example. You fornicated. Not here. People don't fornicate in this church. You, you fornicated, right? So out of guilt, you just stop talking to God, just let go for a while. That happens a lot. Now, so there's a particular reason. There's something you did that you have to confess. Now, so you cannot confess that particular sin. I have been stopped at fellowship with God. So if you confess that sin, it's faithful and just to forgive you. So it's not, so it's not will, will you forgive me or not? It says if you confess that sin, it's faithful and just. So it doesn't forgive you, it's not faithful, it's not just. So like, am I forgiving? No, if, if it doesn't forgive you, it stops being a faithful God. So God owes you forgiveness, you're right. If you confess your sins, he forgives you freely. Why? Christ paid for that sin. So because the sin has been paid for, you have right to forgiveness. Wait, 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 wait. Wait a message again. You understand it. Praise God. Now, this particular verse is a big argument all over Christendom. People don't agree on it. Nobody agrees on it. Pastor A says this. Pastor B says, Pastor C, everybody says something about it. So my point is that don't make one verse a stone for your Christianity. Amen. Amen. So some people, because of this now, they go about confessing every sin. Every sin. It's not biblical because you, f- you forget some. Amen. Praise God. Is that clear enough? Can I move on? Okay. So, now this is how it works. Practical terms. When you are reminded of something you did, don't just shove it off. Why? If you do, it's like getting added to your heart. When you lied, mm, come in. You become a liar. Okay. So, like, let's say I lied to someone. Mm-hmm. White lie, actually. That's my point. That you don't have to listen to God all your sins say I'm sorry. Do you get my point? You don't, you don't have to be listening all your sins to God that I lied. No. Is it clear? Yes, now I'm not saying that it is wrong to, to do so. I'm saying that you don't that, that, that's not what that's not what saves you. Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Because I have had to deal with that question before. Um, let me give, give an apostolic Jesus illustration. So let me give one. All the sins you've committed are future to Jesus' dying on the cross. Mm. All. All the sins that you have committed before you became saved, even after you became saved, all of them are future to Jesus' dying on the cross. So he paid for everything. All. You know how the Bible says it is from faith to faith, from first to last. When you, you receive forgiveness, 
God isn't forgiving you at that point in time when you, forgive, when you made, committed the sin. He has forgiven you. Tikpe, tikpe. So the moment you now appropriate by faith that you are forgiven, that's why I said it's from faith from first to last. Once you appropriate that by faith that you have that forgiveness, he has forgiven you sins, of all the sins. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So that is why you don't have to make a religious, religious out of always wanting to confess. Hallelujah. Is, is, that, is that clear enough? So it's like saying that, knowing that God is your father. So if I, if I wrong my father, well, my father is, okay, yeah, my father is a good guy. He's a sweet guy telling what you know. If I wrong, for example, that Jola wronged me. He picks on my body. He does that a lot. <laughs> now, does he have to say that, Daddy, I am sorry if I forgive him? No. I've already, already forgiven him. Because, no, most times, most times. If you're very forgiven, you're forgiven already. But you saying, I'm sorry, just you owning it. I did wrong. I want it again. It's just, it's just you owning it. It's not what saves you. It's just you being responsible. For, being responsible that I did wrong here. I, I, I actually did that. Like when David says, it's, it's against you all that I have sinned. It's you owning the wrong you did. Because if you don't own it, you will be taken casually. When you say, maybe ah, he doesn't cut my sin against me. Mm. So just, just start flippantly sinning. What happens next? A dead conscience. Yes. And once conscience dies, you're on your way out. Yeah. So, we confess not, not because it's what makes God forgive us. It's for our own health. So when, when you remember a wrong you have done, Lord, I'm sorry I did that. Not because you must say that with forgiving. But if as, as, as normal human being, if you wrong me, you say sorry to me, it's just common sense. Yes. So how much of God your father? Just, being, being, just talking to your daddy, daddy, I, I'm sorry I did that. Amen. So no matter what you do, it's faithful and just forgive you. When you know this, sin don't, doesn't hold you back. Some people will not lie. That's after, after they lie. That's after they you all day because you lied. Now, it's not good to lie, but don't let devil now build a house of it on your head. You know? Don't let him now make it something big. You get my point here. If, if you know how to move fast from guilt, you will not sin much. People that live in guilt, they repeat the sin again. Amen. People that was live in guilt, they repeat those sins over and over, over again. So today I fornicated, I won't do it again. You do it again tomorrow morning. If you live in that guilt, guilt produces sin. Grace produces righteous works. Guilt produces what? More and more sin. So you repent, but you don't live in guilt. Is, is, it, is, is it making sense to you guys? You repent, but you don't stay in guilt. Confess that sin and move on. So the devil says, you have sinned. Just keep telling you, you have sinned. And just, oh, I have sinned. Uh, just keep dwelling there. He's a guy is happy, with, he's happy to remind you of that. What do you do? Remind him of the cross that all my sins are paid for. Now if I confess my sins, he's faithful and just. He forgives me. That no matter what you have done wrong, you are forgiven. Don't stay there. Praise God. So, another question. This is, this is very, very, this is interesting. So, once saved, forever saved. Amen. So people ask, can a believer lose salvation? Can I be unsaved? 
Can a believer lose salvation? <laughs> These questions are arguments all over the Christendom. But it's really not hard. This is not in the Bible. But when you run with one scripture and you avoid the other, you run into error. So when you take scripture A that says something and scripture B seems to contradict it, no, marry it together, you get the truth. Because the whole Bible is God breathed. So God cannot, cannot correct himself. What cannot say in A, chapter A, what does in chapter B? So you take both together and get truth from it. So can a believer lose salvation? First things first. Remember, we are saved by faith alone, without works. So I do not live only to become righteous, to become to be, to, to be saved. Amen. So we are saved by faith alone. So when I'm saved by faith alone, without works, it is not my mistakes that now unsave me. Romans 4 to says, Romans 4, 6 to 8. It says, it's not counting your sins against you. So it is not your mistakes. Your sins that unsave you. This is why Paul says that in Romans 6 1, that knowing this thing, I will now sin like I live in sin. Because they're because, because not under the law. Because in grace, God doesn't count your sins against you. Why are we there? Let's come back. Let's, let's, no, no, no. no. That, that won't happen today. Everybody come back here. No. No. We came to, to, to hear what, not to drink tea. We'll do tea later. Yes. I'm serious. Yes. So, it is not your mistakes that unsave you. Otherwise, when you lie now, unsaved, when you say, I'm sorry, you are now saved again. When you do another mistake, you are unsaved, uh, you are now back in again. That's confusion. Because before God, every sin is equal. So, you lied and you fornicated, they are the same thing. They are like the same thing. So, if you lie now, you stop lying again, you go, you lie again that same day, you're back in. Because people lie a lot. I'm just, I'm just like, because lie is the commonest, commonest thing people do. Lie to your boss, to your... Ah, that's on my way one is, is the most interesting one. Where are you right now? Yeah, you ask. I'm on my way. So, if, you not, if, if, if that's what unsaves you, once you, not, once you make that kind of lie, you're back in sin again. And if, if Christ comes, hell fire. That's stupid. Amen. So, first and first, what makes one unsaved is not mistakes. This is very important to remember. So that the devil does not hold you back with your mistakes. So you are a father, like natural, natural parents. Your child life doesn't, doesn't mean it's, 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 it's only child. Because you like to be you know, my child. So how much more God, your heavenly father? If he saved you without works, where would your mistakes unsave you? Amen. Look at this. If you didn't even work to be saved, is, I guess my point here. If when you were a stark sinner, he saved you, why would you then be a child of God and not be unsaved by a mistake you made? It makes zero sense. Amen. Number one. Number two. When you get saved, God gives you eternal life. That life, that life is not Nepal life. 
it's not leopard that it's off and on like three, three times a day in the morning they bring it afternoon they take it night it's not leper light it's eternal life eternal was means eternal it's eternal life so for you to actually undo eternal life you will try yes for you to undo it you have to actually want to you have to really want to undo it that's important for your village yes it's very important it's called eternal life not temporary life eternal life john 3 14 to 16 this is very important then john 10 to 7 to 20. this is super cool this is super cool first john 3 14 to 16 then john 10 to 17 now this is coolest amen Open your Bible quickly, quickly, quickly. Please, it's Bible. It's Bible. I'm, I'm, I'm not quoting my head knowledge. Please, it's Bible. So if you don't, if you don't agree with me, struggle with your Bible, really, seriously. No, seriously. If you don't agree with me, fight your Bible. Because I'm only quoting what the Bible says. Amen. 15. That everyone who believes in it may have what? Eternal life. 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only so that whoever believes in him will not perish. Whoever believes, we will not perish. Whoever believes, we will not, not whoever lives right, not, not, not whoever is well believed. Whoever believes, we will not, whoever believes, we will not perish. So if you stay believing, you cannot perish. You have everlasting life, eternal life. I'm going somewhere. Don't be in a rush. Just let us take it gradually. John 10 27. When people make mistakes, people will now take one part and now run. Finish the salmon first. Finish the salmon before you run away. Amen. John 10 27. John 10 27. John 10 27. 27. John 10 27 to 39. Are we learning, please? My sheep. Listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Go on. I give them eternal life and they shall what? Never perish. It says, no one can snatch them out of my hand. So, no one can take you off the hands of God. God has quality grip. Amen. He has what? Quality grip. It says, no one can take them out of my hand. Go on. Go on. Okay, go, go back. Go back. Go back 29. My father was giving them to me. He said, than everyone. No one can take them off my father's hand. Amen. I and the father are one. Go on. Go 39. Hallelujah. Okay, good. Praise God. So, no one, I meant 29, sorry. No one can take you off the Father's hands. You are safe in the hands of the Father. That feels good, right? Yeah. It's comforting. I'm safe in the hands of the Father. So God himself guarantees eternal life. He's saying it's not about you. It's God that's guaranteeing it. Amen. 
God is saying that you cannot, they cannot take you off his own hands. Then I guarantee eternal life. Jude 24. Jude 24. Please just, just come. Jude 24. Jude 24. Thank you, Jesus. Quickly, quickly, quickly. To him, look at this, who is able to keep you from falling. Who is the him? Jesus. To him that is able to keep you from falling. He is able to keep you. He is guaranteed to keep you from falling. He says, and present before him for his God's presence without fault and with great joy. So he himself is working to bless you to himself without fault and with great joy. He himself, amen, is able to keep you from falling and to bless you to himself without fault and with great joy. So he himself is guaranteeing it. Hallelujah. First Peter three. First Peter one three to five. First Peter one three to five. Verse four. Quickly. Okay. Says. Verse three. Go back to verse three. I'm a married. Verse three. Praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. Kept in heaven for you. Kept in heaven for you. That can never perish. It's not rot. Amen. Spoil or fade. Kept in heaven for you. Go on. Who Who through faith are what? Shielded by God's power. Go on. Until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. So, he's shielding you by faith with his own, with his own great power. He's shielding you with his own power. So, he himself is preserving you. Amen. He himself is preserving you. Again, he himself is shielding you, preserving you to the end. Amen. So, Knowing this, it takes effort to go to hell. You have to want to go. No, you have to actually want to go. Amen. You have to really want to go to go. If God Himself is guaranteeing it, it's only your own choice that can take you there. Because God leaves every man with a choice. Even the saved man still has a choice. God does not force you to hold you. You let him hold you. If you don't take it, tell him to and he release you. Amen. So it takes deliberate effort to, to, uh, to undo this. Yes, it's possible because God gives every man a choice. Even Adam and Eve had a choice in the garden. So every man has choice. <laughs> Praise God. So we know that people can backslide. Second Peter one. Second Peter two. This is long. Second Peter two. Glory to God. Are we learning? Is it, is it too much information? I, I think it's. I think it's, 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 it's quite a lot. 
Yeah. You know, I don't blame you for that. <laughs> let, let me stroke you. <laughs> no, actually, when, when you get something for, something for maybe the first few times, it's a lot to take in. But we need, we need to know these things. We need to know these things, okay? So that also get someone to listen to over and over again. So that it sinks into you, okay? Verse 1, Amara, this is long, help me. But there were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly, they will, they will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who brought them, who bought them. Swift destruction on themselves. Bringing, yeah. Bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their shameful ways and will bring the way of truth into disrepute. In their greed, these teachers will exploit you with stories they have made up. Their condemnation has long been hanging over them and their destruction has not been sleeping. For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but sent them to hell, putting them in the gloomy dungeons to be held for judgment, if he did not spare the ancient world when he brought the flood on its ungodly people, but protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness. Please pause. You know, we say God is so loving. He doesn't punish people. Look at that. Yeah. And seven others. If he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah by burning them to ashes and made them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly. Hell, it's super real. And if he rescued Lot, a righteous man who was distressed by the filthy lives of lawless men, for that righteous man living among them day after day was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. If this is so, then the Lord knows how to rescue godly men from trials and to hold the unrighteous for the day of judgment while continuing their punishment. This is especially true of those who follow the corrupt desire of the sinful nature and despise authority. Bold and arrogant, these men are not afraid to slander celestial beings. Yet even angels, although they are stronger and more powerful, do not slanderously do not bring slanderous accusations against such beings in the presence of the Lord. But these men blaspheme in matters they do not understand. They are brute beasts, creatures of instinct, born only to be caught and destroyed. And like beasts, they too will perish. They will be paid back with harm for the harm they have done. Their idea of pleasure is to carouse in broad daylight. Please pause. Can we see how real this is, this is right now? They are so real now. What they are so real now? What today? People want to do every kind of sin, so they keep reinventing new types of sin. They now legalize it also, so that we don't judge what is right or wrong by what our 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 country law says. If your country says you can abort children, God did not say so. Amen. Your, your country allows homosexuality. Uh, God does not ag- agree to it. So we don't live by our country's laws if they don't agree with God's word. Because this, this is like 2018. Please go on. They are bloods and blemishes, reveling in their pleasures while they feast with you. With eyes full of adultery, they would never stop sinning. They seduce the unstable. They are experts in greed and accursed brood. They have left the straight way and wandered off to follow the way of Balaam, son of Beor, who loved the wages of wickedness. 
But he was rebuked for his wrongdoing by a donkey, a beast without speech, who spoke with a man's voice and restrained the prophet's madness. These men are springs without water and mists driven by a storm. Blackest darkness is reserved for them. For they mouth empty, boastful words, and by appealing to the lustful desires of sinful human nature, they entice people who are just escaping from those who live in error. What, what, what do they entice? People who are just escaping from those who live in error. Those are believers, right? Yes. Go on. They promise them freedom while they themselves are slaves of depravity. For a man is a slave to whatever has mastered him. If, Look at it. <laughs> if they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and are again entangled in it and overcome, they Please are worse off. This is talking to what? A believer. Mm-hmm. A believer says if they have escaped from the world by knowing our Lord Jesus Christ. So if they have already, they, they've already known him, if they've previously received him, now they are now entangled again in sin and overcome. So he says you are a slave to whatever masters you. You cannot be a slave to sin. I'm shouting, I'm saved by grace through faith. You cannot become someone willfully enjoying sin. You know how when you make a mistake, you are grieved. Yeah. When it comes something like the drum, you know, then it's a symptom of an artifact. You know how the Bible says that without works, faith is dead. So when your works totally now become a mismatch, it's a symptom of a dead faith. So it's a pointer that you have stopped believing. When sin becomes natural to you, it's a pointer to the fact that you have stopped believing. So even though it's not the act of sin that undoes it, it is the believing, but the acts of sin, they are a symptom of an unbelieving act. That's why first John says that one is born of God does not continue to sin. Why? The seed of the Father lives in him. He cannot live in sin. So if he's living in sin, he is not one of us. Amen. So, I've said that you are saved. God keeps you. That it's not imputing your sin against you. But, once you start enjoying sin, living in enjoying sin, we, we, we can't say you are saved. We, we, we don't know because, because we don't see your heart. But what we can see, we don't think you are okay. Amen. This is important. Please go on. It says, they are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. Go on. Please help me. It would have been better. <coughs> it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it and then turn their backs on Ooh. the secret command that was passed on to them. Of them, the proverbs are true. A dog returns to his vomit. And a soul that is washed goes back to her wallowing in the mud. So this is super clear that the saved can go back. 
You have to do it. God, God, it's you that you go to go back. God forbid. But it's, it's, it's possible. I'm showing you Bible, not my opinions. Amen. Open to. I'm coming. Hebrews 6 4 to 8. Look at this. This is even, this is even more interesting. It, it is, help me. It's impossible. Help me. For it is impossible for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the coming age, if they fall away, to be brought back to repentance. Because to their loss, they are crucifying the Son of God all over again and subjecting him to public disgrace. Lands that drink in the rain often yes, falling on it and that produce a crop useful to those for whom it is farmed receives the blessings of God. But land that produces thorns and thistles is worthless and is in danger of being cursed. In the end, it will be burned. So, amen. So, a good tree that, 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 that needs to be good but it's bringing out what evil fruits. What do we do? Cut it off. Burn it. So, that tree that produces good fruit, that produces bad fruit, is a symptom of a defect in the tree. You cannot be a good tree producing bad fruit consistently. Not one mistake, bad apple. But when all the apples there, bad, 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 you should cut it off. So we know from this also that one that is saved can go back. This is Bible, not my opinion. So he says, these people, they've known, the, they, they've known Christ. They've enjoyed, they've tasted of the, of the, of the spirit, they've tasted of the world to come. They, they're, not even, they're not even entry level guys. They are some of the real, real con- mature believers. As in they have grown in the faith. They've known, this, they, are, they are mature people. So now say, I reject Christ. Says they put it to public disgrace. Just for those people, it's impossible. It's possible for, for us to get them saved. But I believe that if anybody repents, God doesn't cast him out. God doesn't cast anybody out. So even though it may be hard to convince them because they know already. The people I preach, I tell you, I know the scripture now. I did preach them also before. The people like that, I've met like before, they know the word, they know the scripture. So you, can't, you, cannot, they know you cannot preach to them. I know these things. I, I did. Mm. So he says, we cannot convince them. But Whoever comes after the Lord, God takes back. How do we know? Prodigal son. Prodigal son. He left. And he came back. And on his way back, God, as in the father, ran to him to get him back. So God, God doesn't put anybody and say, you are forever condemned. No. If you repent, God is faithful and just to forgive and spread all, all, all righteousness. So there's nobody beyond saving. Amen. Amen. This is important. Sorry for... They play the scripture, but it's doctrine. Okay, this is a doctrine class. We are teaching doctrine. Okay, very important. Hebrews 10 26. Hebrews 10 26. Hebrews 10 26. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have deceived, after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. So he says, a fearful expectation is coming, just wait for it. <laughs> Go on. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses 
died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think? How much more severely do you think a man deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified him? Sanctified. So it was. Is a safe person. It was previously sanctified. I get my point. Okay. And who has insulted the Spirit of Grace? For we know him who said, "It is mine to avenge; I will repay." And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Remember those earlier days after you had received the light when you stood your ground in a great contest in the face of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. At at other times, you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You sympathized with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that, your, that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a very little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. But my righteous one will live by faith, and if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. But we are not of those who shrink back Hallelujah. and are destroyed, but are of those who believe and are saved. Hallelujah. So he's saying that some people can shrink back. But he's saying, not you. You will not shrink back in Jesus. Not the idea. You will not shrink back. But people can actually shrink back. But he's saying, of you, it will not be so. It doesn't have to be so. Amen. Amen. So God himself guarantees it. But we must keep cooperating with God. We must, we, we must persevere to remain in the faith. We must keep believing. It says, Colossians 1, 23. says, if we keep, if we stay in the faith, open this, Colossians 23. We should stay in the faith. Stay in. Stay believing. Stay trusting. When you make mistakes, repent and move on. Don't go back and do it over and over again. Amen. Colossians 1, 23. You know why? Sin is, sin, is, sin is deceitful. It's very deceitful. After a while, just breaks your, just makes your conscience sad. Just makes you dead to the spirit. Amara, twenty-two, thousand twenty-two. But now he has recon- he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight, without blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith established and firm, not moved from the hope held out in the gospel. This is the gospel that you heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. Look at that. If you continue in the faith. It's why it says in John 15 verse 5 to 5 and 6. It says, abide in me. So you must abide an active term. You must have to abide. Amen. This is not to scare anybody. Okay? But we must, we must preach the word. We must preach the word. Amen. Romans 11 says, from, it says that he can cut people off. Yeah. But this, this is not your own story. You are preserved. Amen. You will not shrink back. But it is possible. Okay? Amen. So, finally, how do we stay in the faith? 
It's very simple. It's very simple. Stay in the faith. Stay believing. Don't allow um, sin become normal to you. Amen. Don't allow sin become normal to you. Okay? That's two. Um, be accountable. Have, have people you are, you are accountable to. Let people, let people, let people be able to, to, to correct you. Be active in church. Hebrews 3, 13. Hebrews 3, 12 and 13. Hebrews 10, 19. Sorry, Hebrews 10, 19. Hebrews 10, 19. Is, is, it, is it a good teaching? Is it worth it? Hebrews 10, 19. Amara. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, <laughs> Continue direct to 25. <laughs> All right. By a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. <laughs> pure water. <laughs> Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who, he pro- he who promised is faithful. They said, let us hold on to it. Just hold, it, hold on to it unswervingly. Hold on to it unswervingly. Because he that promised is faithful. You hold on. He that promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spoil one another to toward how love. we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Hallelujah. So, stay in church. Not today you come, don't see you again in seven weeks. It is hard to live right when you're like that. Ask anybody. They say, eh, I can't show God at home. It's a lie, I'll show them anything. We know because we've been there before. Once, once you start dis- despising church meetings, there's something wrong with you. I've been there, so I know. You can argue and defend yourself. When you're at, you know something is not right. You know something is not right. Amen. Don't cast me now. Amen. <laughs> but it's true. You can make defense, you can argue, I'm busy. You know, I'm a businessman, I'm very busy. But you know in your heart that something is not right. The believer loves fellowship. When you are healthy, you love church. When you start fighting church meeting, something is wrong. My spiritual malaria is happening to you. <laughs> you have spiritual kata. Amen. That what? That. Eh, change church now. It's not like your church. Change church. See, it's not like your church. Change your church. There's no, there's no, it's not a call to. It's not like your church. In fact, change. Be loyal to your Christian and to God, not to your church. As in, not, you cannot put church before God. God has to confess for your church. So if your church is not training you well, please move. You know, when we were growing up, we used to say, um, join a Bible believing church. Right? Now I say, join a Bible teaching church. Because if you, if you believe it, you will teach it. If you are not teaching it, you are not believing it. 
Not just a Bible believing church, a Bible teaching. If you're not being taught, you don't know. If you don't know, you cannot grow. If you cannot grow, you're in trouble. So if you are where you're not growing, you are there, but you cannot see the growth. You are there, yes, you're not growing. Stop forming loyalty, yo. Move. Amen. Put priority on your growth. So take church seriously. Is that you? Just, there's, this, there's this purifying air around church. There's this, there's this edification. This, you just, just, just feel inspired. Just, just feel healthy. Just feel, just, just feel clean. Just, just grows you. There are times when I was a younger believer that I would make mistakes. Once I get to church, I just feel pure again. I just feel washed. And I go there, and for weeks, I can live for weeks without making that mistake again. But if you start of church, you are in trouble. Praise God. Amen. It says where two or three gathered together his name is actively there in their midst. So stay in church. Hebrews 3:12. Hebrews 3:12. Don't let sin become normal to you. Hebrews 3:12. See to it, brothers, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. Hmm. But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today. So that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. You see, so you can be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. So the devil is a bastard, actually. So he knows that God doesn't count your sins against you. So if you are not careful, you cannot normalize sin. Now become hard. Hardened heart. Pulling away from God. Going back to his vomit. So when people say things like, don't, don't confess your sins. Be careful that it doesn't become non chalice about sin and a hardened heart. This is require careful, meaningful balance. Okay? So guard your heart. Guard your heart. Okay? Be accountable. James 5.16 that confess your sins one another. As in, let people know where you are struggling. Don't be for me. I'm a pastor, so I don't have any mistake. You just kill yourself. So when you're having issues, let people know that ah, I actually have a struggle in this area. So they can watch out for you. So I say, for example, imagine that I'm a pastor and I like light-skinned slim girls. And when I see them, I'm in trouble. But I tell you that, talk away, my guy, I beg, I have issues with, with light-skinned slim girls. Amen. Don't look light-skinned slim girls. I'm, I'm not a problem with you. <laughs> so once I tell Tokwe, when Tokwe sees me in the room counseling a light-skinned, light-skinned slim girl, Top of just my life, Pastor Ekasosa. I know the meaning of Topo's greeting. Yeah. Not when I'm forming, I'm the pastor. I cannot make any mistake. You know? Amen. So, when people know where you're struck, people can watch out, they can pray for you. They can, they can, they can, they can guard you from, 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 your, from your temptations, from your from your own easily besetting sins. The devil walks into people before they get saved. He walks into them particular habits that takes a while to renew your mind from. So when people know that he's struggling, they can check up on you. What's called, Baba, how far are you doing now? That's what called. You know the meaning. You know they're asking. Ah, Baba, I did all right. Okay, good. Do you get my point here? When you know, I will ask you. When you want to do that, Pastor, will ask me. He go ask me. I, I, I can't lie to him. He may even catch me when I lie. Do you get my point here? So, don't be on your own. The faith is not so personal. People, is 
church together. Acts says they went from house to house, breaking bread together in, in, in people's houses. They were together, praying, growing together. People say, hey, my salvation is personal. They lie. People, people used to mask bad behavior. Yes. So I'm taking some more time to this because it's doctrine, okay? We'll round up very soon. So that's that. So in all these things now, it is a lot harder to draw back than to stay in. This is the good part. It takes deliberately continuing in those things to become adding to go back. It's why in that Bible of the, of the, of the banquet party, this is interesting, where God, where children go and call, call everybody, call the broken, the lame, the sick, call everybody in. Only one was sent out. Remember that? Mm-hmm. So there were many there. Only one. That, that guy doesn't look like he belongs here. Doesn't look like it looks, it looks, it's in rags. Doesn't belong here. So only one of all the people there. So it is harder. But there's always a one. <laughs> but it's hard. So don't live in fear of hellfire. It's the balance. Don't live in fear of hell. It is hard. Why? God is saying he's preserving to the end. Are you saying no to him? You cannot say no to him. Are you saying no to him? Are you saying no to God? It's hard. This is good. So, the balance is that don't live in fear of sin. Don't live in fear of hell. Know that God Himself says He's preserving you till the very end. He says He's able to keep you from falling. He says no one can snatch you from His hands. But you always have a choice. Let's do an effort. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just give him praise. To him that keeps you from falling. Just thank him. It says to him that is able to keep you from falling. To him that is able to keep you from falling. Give him worship. Oh, thank you. Are- thank you for listening to this message. We are very sure you're edified. If you would love to partner with our ministry in giving, please visit our website at www.thisgreenchurch.org and click on the giving link. God bless you.